0: In this episode of The Ziggler Show, our focus is goals, and more importantly, actually making them happen. We all, me included, have goals and dreams and desires that we want to achieve. However everyday life happens. The urgent duties and demands that we must tend to then trying to rest and recover and have a break now and then. I mean, those are very important things to deal with, but these goals are so important yet. They're never going to be as urgent. So we're going to listen to a two minute clip from Zig Ziglar on the issue. And then I polled our audience on some of their tactics and Tom Ziglar and I talked through the need for compassion with ourselves for this problem, but also some, again, strategy, that we can use to get ourselves doing these important but just not urgent things and know this there is no one best strategy and yours can be as goofy as ever as long as it produces results and tom and i share some of our own strategies as well as well and i'll admit mine often fall into the uh, not so conventional side so i I think you'll find some hope here Welcome, everyone. I'm Kevin Miller. I host three podcasts where we have candid discussions regarding the root issues of personal change and growth. This is The Ziggler Show, a top-ranked all-time career podcast in Apple Podcasts, and our focus here is growing your professional success. My Motive podcast is devoted to the reasons that drive you, and my True Life podcast is aimed at getting you fully functioning physically so your body doesn't hold you back. You can find all three shows in Apple Podcasts by searching for Kevin Miller or go to my website kevinmiller.co I'm a foodie and I enjoy learning about the process that brings great foods and beverages from idea to the table and then I like tasting them and learning the nuances of what creates the most significant tastes from coffee to cheese to distilled beverages I did a
2: Everyone needs a method, technique, or system for accountability. In athletics, the scoreboard tells who won and who lost the game. In the business world, some say the check stub tells who won and lost the game. In both cases, I disagree. The best team does not always come out on top on the scoreboard, and the best paychecks don't always belong to the top performers. The scoreboard and the check stub are indicators of performance, but they are not the final word. The true professional in any and all activities has the peace of mind that comes from knowing they did the best they could with what they had at any given point in time. The peace of mind of knowing that they are being true to the value system in which they believe. This can only be accomplished with a system that allows the person seeking success to hold themselves accountable for tasks and objectives. None of us can manage time, but each of us can account for our use of this precious commodity. We cannot control the thoughts and actions of other people, but we can make choices about how we are going to spend our time and what objectives we will seek. I believe strongly that you do have to be using some system for accountability. There are many excellent systems on the market, including our own performance planner, but a pen and a piece of paper can be the beginnings of developing your personal performance tracking system. The most important thing is not which system you use. The most important thing is that you have a system. Regardless of whether you purchase a system or develop your own, the primary components of a Successful sales tracking system are a calendar. Keep only one for all areas of life. A to-do list, an idea warehouse where projects and future tasks can be recorded and tracked, and a section for setting and tracking goals. If each of these can be kept in a single book or notebook that is kept with you at all times, you will be pleased with the impact this system can have on your life.
0: Tom, this topic of... Being accountable. You know, now now your dad just gave us the message about being accountable in your sales process. But you know, looking at, I really felt led to bring it to our goals in essence, the things that we want to do. Okay, so everybody listening to this show, including you and I, have things that we want to achieve, progress that we want to make in our personal lives, in our careers, in our businesses. And most of those things, if we take ourselves right now we 're all doing maintenance right we 're all doing just the day to day routine things that we have to do to get through the day and you know take the kids to school and make dinner and pay the Pay the mortgage and do your taxes, and you know show up for your work and all those roles. That's maintenance. And then we have these things that man, I really want to do X. I want to lose weight. I want to get fit. I want to make more income. I want to start this side business. Uh, I want to increase my business and double my income. And yeah, all those things are on the not urgent list. So we're back to the Stephen Covey, uh, you know, ur- urgent list. Very important could be important, but not urgent. And Tom, just the reality. I mean, I've been doing this for 50 years, you know, you, well, it's not fair, you know, in your adult life. So we've been, you and I've been at this for a while and I'm still amazed at myself that I have not arrived and it's just easy to get up in the morning and go do those things. I have to be proactive every single day to get myself to schedule, to, to, to do those things. And sometimes, and this is what gets me, sometimes it's just as little as remembering, I'm amazed at what I can plan and get gung-ho about and get convicted about in a moment. And then the next moment, turn around and take care of the most, you know, the urgent thing. And the next day, wake up, start at it. And days go by, if not weeks or months and realize, man, I've done nothing. And it's so, I think what we're combating is guilt. And we have so many folks out there with guilt. So that was where I wanted to take this topic and say, how do we get ourselves to do those things that are important? They're not super urgent. And what are folks doing? What are you doing? Well, I'll, so I'll throw it at you to begin with. So what are you, what are some of the things that Tom Ziegler
1: does to get yourself doing those? You know, one of the things that I've discovered lately is I got to play games with myself. Uh, Amen. I, I, I,
0: I love that you said that. Cause
1: yeah. Okay. Keep going. Okay. I'm human and you know, squirrel candy, uh, where you're on the phone or whatever, you get distracted, you do what's in front of you. Uh, and then that moves you to the next thing. And then in the meantime, the things that are really important but not urgently critical, they get put to the side. Yep. So you kind of have to, um, you know, there's two things that I do is I, is I always try to start the day right. You know, I, I like to say I happen to the day instead of the day happens to me. But I, I when I have something that's really important, I have to elevate the awareness and the priority of that uh, through some things. Um, and Dr. Cloud, Henry Cloud, uh, he said, you know, you have a, you, you make awareness, so you, so you have a trigger, which could be it shows up on your calendar, there's something that's automatic that gets in your face that makes you remind. So first thing is, I don't count on myself to remember. Uh, yeah. Okay, because... I know me, and so what does that really mean? It means that in advance, I schedule time blocks in my calendar of when that's going to be a focus of what I'm going to do. And then when that trigger comes, when that reminder comes, when that time happens, and by the way, it doesn't matter whether you're trying to finish a book, which is what just happened with me, or you want to be more intentional with the time you spend with your kids, or you want to take some self-care time and go, you know, hike in the woods. It doesn't, doesn't matter what that priority is. That's not urgent. You, you treat it all the same, right? You, you create something that reminds you, Hey, this is what I'm going to do right now. It's on your calendar. It's blocked out. So that's number one. Number two is when it happens, you do it, right? You do it and you you devote that time to it. And the more you can do it, distraction free, the more likely it is you're going to be successful in the process of whatever it is. Yeah. And then Dr. Cloud said this, and this is what really helped me with my book is you have a reward when you're done. So the, the short answer on my book is every morning, the first part of the day, I'm just going to write the book. I was going to write a thousand words and My reward was, the way I set it up, is I wasn't going to eat anything until I finished my thousand words. Well, that's pretty motivating,
2: Mm
1: -hmm. right? That's pretty motivating. So whether it's a positive thing that you really enjoy doing, but you're always neglecting it because other quote priorities come up, or it's something that you need to do to advance yourself in in your career, your relationships, but it's not something that uh, it's more of a task that you need to do rather than a love to do thing. Yeah, it, it works either way for that. Uh, either one of those. I would. I would also. Uh, there was a mind shift, mindset shift that was really, and um, you know, kind of important to me that happened a few years ago one of our Ziegler speakers, his name is Kerry Lowe, came in and we were having a uh, time in our office. We were doing a training session in our office and he, he did a presentation there and he talked about the comfort zone. And he said, the comfort zone is a construct that doesn't really exist. It's, it only exists because we've said it exists. And what he pointed out was, is we're either living or dying, we're either getting closer to or further from our objective. Yeah. And so for some reason, we think that the comfort zone is just this holding pattern that we can be in for as long as we want. So my mindset shift was there is no such thing as that. If I'm not moving towards what I want, I'm moving away from what I want. And that gave me that little bit of extra urgency to to take care of the essentials to make sure the priorities the things i wanted to move toward i took i took on because it's easy for us to say well mañana you know i'll do it tomorrow but that's not holding the place right that's that's not maintaining status quo that's actually getting further behind yeah and I don't like that. I don't like to be further behind. And no. now the way the world is with change and challenges and disruption happening more and more, we get further behind the more we stay the same. There is not an option. No. Right. And so that to me is a motivator.
0: I agree. Well, you said the word right there. Motivator. And I do want to point that out. That's, the, uh, that's what one of my podcasts is called, is motive. And that's why, is understanding. I mean, so if you've got those things, I have to do that. When I've got that thing that I think that I want to do, I, I'm telling myself, and time goes off, I have to revisit, wait, why do I want to do that? And I do that. And sometimes you can realize when time has gone on, and you really question, why, why do I want that? What is my motive? And realize, you know what? It's not that important to you. Or it's not important right now. And that's a way to let go of the guilt uh, that you may be feeling by, you know, when you do realize you're not making progress. But hopefully it helps bring you to uh, well, either that is fine or to this is why I want it. What is that motive? So if you're not making progress to revisit, why is it? What is the what is the payoff? Now, you talked about a reward. And Tom, you know, with this, well, you know what, here, let, let me do, let me do justice. I mean, we had a couple people or, or, or more than a couple, but you know, Scott Womack, he says, I schedule appointments and my calls are booked on my iPhone calendar. And my to-do list is the old fashioned yellow pad with the items crossed off as finished old school, but it works. Um, let's see. We had uh, Brian Lynchard. I generally say, well, he actually said, if I need a to-do list, then I'm just too busy, but I do use an email system called follow up then that sends reminders to myself Cindy Wallace, calendars and to-do lists. When I make a goal, it's all put on my calendar and then on my to-do list. I have a paper calendar and a joint family electronic calendar that these go on as well. Jessica Smith-Moyer, she says, I just make goals. I like to write them down. You know, Don McCallum says, I have a to-do list. Uh, So that, you know, that hits some of those things of just writing it down. If we can give first premise to writing it down, like you said, it's amazing how, I don't rely on my memory, uh, for, especially for those things. I mean, I don't forget. I mean, none of us, I had a, a, an assistant one time. She said, she said, cause she knows I don't like routines. I don't like structure. I don't like to be confined. And she says, no, come on, Kevin. I get it. I get it. You don't want, you know, these rules and, and whatever, but do you ever get up in the morning and forget to brush your teeth? I said, absolutely not. I do not forget to brush my teeth. I gotta get those barnacles off. She says, do you ever uh, forget to have your coffee? Nope. She says, "Have you ever shown up for work naked?" You know what? I've not ever forgotten that either.
1: Um, it, you know, she have had dreams. I've had dreams about that. I have had dreams. <laughs> that is like a nightmare where you all of a sudden you look down and you're not wearing pants. Yeah,
0: exactly. And, and in mine I have to go to the bathroom really bad always. Uh, I don't know. I can't I can't believe I have not wet the bed yet. Uh, well, so she hit on that and she said, "You know, would you just do a pot this was back when I was first podcast, would you just do it on the same day every week? Would you just put it on your calendar and just do it on there? People like consistency that helps us produce it and, and whatnot. And, you know, so with that to to schedule And we know that Kevin Cruz, K-R-U-S-E, we had him on the show a long time ago and he has a book I don't have it in front of me, but it was about the the habits in essence, the routines of time management of the most successful people. And he says primarily they schedule every single minute. Now I don't, Tom, so I'm going to say this, you know, that we're going to, we're going to give some examples here and also be honest with what we do. I mean, you know, Zig talked about the performance planner. And actually, we had two people in here. I'll give credit to Michael Hyatt, who we've had on the show three different times. Uh, Jane Sconyer, she says, I'm a planner person, a to-do list maker. I've been using Michael Hyatt's full focus planner, and I love it. Bill McConnell said, full focus planner. Now, then we had plenty of people who said, I use the Ziegler performance planner. And we know that people who go in there and do the work. And, I want, and, and I'll motivate everybody. Go to Ziegler.com. Click on products and books, and you'll find the performance planner. And I'll guarantee you that Michael Hyatt started with a Ziegler performance planner, then created his own, as a lot of people did. And that's great. But that is, that is one that is a day-to-day. And there have been so many people, especially I, Ziegler events. It's amazing how many people say, man, I attribute so much to the Ziegler performance planner. I go in, I write my goals, I revisit them every day, I rewrite them consistently and do that. So that's great. So I would motivate anybody to do that if you're not going to. And there's plenty of people out there who are not going to do that. And I'm not super consistent. Then what are you going to do? What will you do? What can we bring this down? I had a friend and he said from a fitness level, he says, you know what makes you a pro? I said, "Uh, no, Aaron, what makes you a pro? He says, just doing something every day. And he talked about getting into a hotel. He was, on a speak, he was doing a speaking gig somewhere. Got to the hotel it was like 7 o'clock at night. It was raining outside. He'd been traveling all day. He just wanted to go to dinner. But he had a commitment to his physical fitness, put on his shoes, and he went out and he ran one mile. One mile in the rain, came back, took a shower, and then went to dinner. And he said, I just felt so good. I was able to check that off, keep my momentum going. Just, just one mile. You know, so what can we do every day? And you talked about the morning, Tom, that is key for me to take that time, be at peace and think about some of those big goals, uh, not just the day-to-day tasks, do those two, but to think about those big goals. If you can just do that one deposit. So I'll, I'll point to you then, Tom, and what's the fastest way to success? Replace a bad habit with a good habit. There's one right there. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll put that as paramount.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, take a Dave Ramsey quote mm-hmm. and expand on it, and then kind of match it to the the world that we're in right now. Uh, the Dave Ramsey quote is, you know, every dollar should have a name. Yeah. And so what he means is is that every dollar that you that comes into your life, whether it's through compensation for the work that you do or or whatever. You got to have a name for every single dollar. Is it going to pay off debt? Is it going to pay off the house? Is it in the savings? Is it tithing? Whatever it is. So I took that and I said, well, what about this? Every dollar should have a name and every minute should have a purpose. And this is is the breakdown, okay? Because in our world of we think that we don't have control and the only way to maintain control is to not commit to anything. I mean, this is really the psychological games that we play is, yeah, I don't want to commit to that. Yeah. If I commit to that, then I lose control. I'm giving up control. Well, what if we flip the script a little bit and we said, you know what? I want to live my, my life on purpose. Yeah. And so what if I plan my day around the purposes that I want to fulfill? So here's the big trend that's going on right now. This is a game changer for the way we do life and the way we do business. The the old, uh, I'll call it pre-pandemic, gosh, that's going to be such a term. For I you know, name. I know. Don't you think? Yes. Don't you think? So the, 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 the uh, agreement was, hey, you go out and work and you get results. And for those results, you get money. And out of that money, you get to go buy stuff, okay? That was the agreement. And so all the marketing, everything kind of fed into this idea that, man, it's all about results. It's all about getting money to buy stuff because that's where my identity is. That's where I can advance my career. That's where I look better in front of my friends. And so everybody bought into that. Well, then the pandemic hit and people went home And they realize, wait a second, life really is uncertain. You know, a lot of people younger, especially maybe uh, 20s, 30s, and 40s who hadn't really thought about mortality in a big way, they see people they love getting hurt, getting sick, and they realize, wait a second, I've been doing this career, whatever it is, for uh, some time. I'm pretty good at it, but it doesn't make my heart sing. It's not what I was made for. What else is there? And then they kind of get used to spending time with their family and friends and Getting to set their own schedule and, and all these different things happen. And so now this is what I see happening instead of people being results focused. So I could get money to buy stuff. They are becoming growth focused. So I can enjoy the seven areas of life. hmm
0: but getting them to actually give their payment info is, and Shopify is king in that department. They also have top-tier customer service, which I think is critical. You can sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Kevin. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash Kevin to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Kevin.
1: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. And so what I would encourage people to do as you think about how do I plan? How do I schedule? How do I get accountability? What if you ask yourself this simple question seven times? What's, what's the purpose of my life in the mental area of my life? What's the purpose of my life in the spiritual area of life? What's the purpose of my life in the physical area of life? I know, uh, The good doctor, he asked me, he said, Tom, what's your definition of biblical health? (laughs) What he was really telling me was, hey, you know, God has this design for you and it includes your physical health. What do you think that is? Or what do you think the purpose of having good health is? Right? I mean, it's really kind of an interesting thing. What's the purpose in my life for my family? What's the purpose in my life? for the stewardship, for the finances, for the money that I have? What's the purpose in my life for my personal life, the hobbies and the things I love and the things that give me energy? And then what's the purpose of my life for my career, how I, how I make a living, how I provide uh, the monetary resources to accomplish all these things? So now, if every dollar has a name and every minute has a purpose, we can see, wait a second, my schedule isn't, Uh, at the whim of the almighty dollar and the results that I trade my time for to get it right. My, my life now is organized around purposes in different areas. And so now my mindset is, Hey, if I want to have blow off time, to get some space to relax, put it in there because that fits a purpose in your life. Yeah, it does. But is it every second between everything that's that you know you have to do? No, it's not because we should be growing. So so people are getting uh, excited about growing in all seven of those areas. Yeah, and studying learning i was i was reading uh doing some artificial intelligence research <laughs> nice it's <laughs> so, so they have these learning modules right and so learning methods and and so one learning method is uh a theory was hey you know what we are motivated by lack or, or uh, by <clears throat> by scarcity and as soon as there's no longer scarcity in our life Our motivation goes down. Right. Right. As soon as we have food, clothing, shelter, security, you know, peace of mind, then our motivation to go do stuff goes down. And then there's another type of learning model that says, hey, when we learn something new, we get a dopamine hit. Right. The brain goes, oh, I like that. Right. But if we keep doing the new thing, eventually the dopamine hit goes down. If we keep doing the same thing, even if we're winning. It's going down. So what they've discovered is that, that excitement, the way our brain is wired, it's about adventure. It's about learning new things. It's about testing our boundaries.
0: Which is, which, you know, when you come into habits, we were talking about habits earlier. You know, we have this propensity to figure out kind of the perfect day. Here's my habits, here's a good schedule, and stick to that. But like you said, I think we people find themselves, and I definitely have, kind of waning from that. Yeah, the 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 thrill is gone, as the song you know talks about. The dopamine hit, as Simon Sinek keeps talking about so much, is kind of gone. And I have finally. It took me a long time to finally give myself permission to change things up, and go. Gosh, you know that may be good, but I don't have to be imprisoned by. XYZ, even things as is as, as much as getting up, you know, early in the morning and I'm doing, you know, my de- my Bible and devotions. I gave myself a break from that finally when I realize I'm just kind of I'm not feeling it. You know, I'm not I'm, I'm kind of in a dry place. And let me pick up a a book that's focused on spiritual stuff, but by somebody, you know, who's and, and get their perspective and change that around. Same thing with exercise. Now I didn't give up exercise, but I'll, you know, I'm running and I'm progressing and I realize I'm just I just have no desire to go run. All right, well, go ride your bike or go play tennis or go play, you know, whatever it is. Give yourself reason to cycle, uh, to cycle through things. You are listening to The Ziggler Show and this episode about making progress on our non-urgent but incredibly important, all-important goals, dreams, and desires. So next, I expound on what Tom said about not having to be imprisoned to our good habits if we lose a bit of our joy in them. But giving ourselves just again permission, yeah, we realize when our uh, that dopamine has has waned a little bit to make some shifts. You also mentioned, you know, accomplishment and comfort, and yeah, when we get when we achieve something, we get comfortable and our motive goes down, and we are in. I feel like I want to point out we are in a culture right now. And if you look at the media out there, we're focused on comfort, you know, in America, it's focused on comfort and we can make fun of it. You know, we don't get up to if, they, if you can't find the these days, you can't even turn the TV on without the remote. But it's still funny. You know, my family will sit down to watch something and they can't find the remote. Everybody just sits there. Somebody could go actually hit the power button, you know, and now we've got, I'll never forget. We had our minivan. We thought it was awesome. And then our buddy got a minivan and the door opens by itself. Well, (laughs) shoot, you know, now I'm dissatisfied with it, but we are so focused on comfort as opposed to accomplishment. Yet, yet we sit, what do we sit down and watch on our comfy couch accomplishment, sports, superhero movies. And when we, we love that. So here we are. And by proxy of listening to the show, these are people who want to accomplish something. And, you know, how do we do that? You know, you talked about playing games, Tom. I'll tell you my number. This is literally my, now I do to-do lists. Uh, I have my goals, you know, I have a sheet with, with kind of goals and objectives over here. I just created one kind of a Venn diagram, Venn diagram. If people don't know that you can, you can look it up online, a Venn diagram. So I, I kind of did that just recently. Of Here's some of my, it was literally my objectives. These are things where I want to add. I want to progress. I want to start. And I put kind of the key things that I need to start. I did that just recently. And then I do tons of to-do lists, really goofy. Talk about old school and dis somewhat disorganized, but I figured out a way to make myself work. And I want to offer that to folks too. The point is whatever gets you to do it, whatever works for you. And if you think it's goofy, who cares if it helps you, if it's tying a string around your finger, I have Tom, I'll show you this. It's, it's about coming off, but I, I write things on the, on the inside of my palm uh, a lot during my morning time, things I want to remember. I'll put stuff, sticky notes in my pocket. I don't like things in my pocket. So I'll put things in my pocket to remind me. I will, somebody said this, I don't have it pulled up, but they said they text themselves. I do that a lot. I'll text myself and then it'll pop up and it'll be stuck there on my phone. So all these different things I do. Uh, But the number one thing that I do, Tom, especially in that moment of inspiration, which we all tend to have, it'll be that certain time and something is really, sparked our inspiration and we're, we're all eager is I'll take some action. So if we look at the ready, aim, fire, and some of this comes down to personality profiles, you know, that Tom, some people can do methodical pre- preparations better. Some people don't do as Well, I really struggle with that, with being consistent. And so I have become a king of, instead of ready, aim, fire, I do aim and fire. That's what gets me to do that. I'm not saying it's healthy, best, right, whatever, uh, but I have figured out how to use that to manage my dysfunction. Even if we want to call that is I aim and fire. And so I'll get inspired and I'll shoot something off. And if possible, I'll schedule something with somebody. And if, if then the next step is hopefully there's somebody I can pay. I can all set up and say okay, hey here's what I want to do and I'll send it to my web person. Okay, I want to do XYZ just get started or let's meet on Monday and uh and I'll give you the outline for it. And I'll do that. And then all of a sudden it's on my calendar and the days go by I haven't done anything then I realize, "Oh my goodness, tomorrow I'm going to meet with her and I got to have something to give her. She's already scheduled a time out. I'm going to have to pay for that time." And that's what makes me do the readiness. Now, I know there's other people who need to get, who need and want to get ready first. And we hear a lot of people who struggle there and they get ready and they get ready and they get ready. And we all have heard of analysis paralysis. And, you know, we'd all be a perfect balance if we uh, got together and did that. But whatever makes you do it. So I set deadlines. I make an investment. I'll tell you, you talked about writing a book, uh, finishing your book, Tom, with the big projects. I'll often, yes, set deadlines and try to make an investment. Somebody I'm gonna have to pay to do something and have that scheduled out there. Uh, What I've started doing lately more and more is it's really neat for my creativity is I'll plan a trip. So I just recently did the majority of my book on a two-week trip by myself to Florida. Now I'm in the editing process and I'm thinking, and this kind of goes to your reward thing, because I'll, I'll mix some fun in that. I'm kind of thinking, you know what? I may head down South to a really cool mountain biking area, mountain bike trails and get an Airbnb or a hotel or whatever. I mean, schedule two, three, four days. And my point there is to focus on, on finishing the editing of my book or, you know, creating the new members community I want to do or whatever it may be. And I have now paid money. I've taken time away from my family and I feel accountable to them. So I'm going to go down there. They know I'm in a mountain bike, but they also expect that I'm going to have completed X, Y, Z. And I'm going to come back and tell my wife, hey, I did this. And I'll find myself even texting and saying, hey, here's what I did today. And it's the accountability again that she's not asking for. But I feel accountable to my family. I'm spending money and spending time away from them. And those are, go back to yeah to the games, whatever it is that helps you, that's a primary one that I do is setting deadlines with accountability, usually to people who are going to help me with that project. So, you know, with everybody looking at what is it that can make you do what you need to do? And, you know, Tom, with accountability, one of the top accountability makers we all know is another person. Uh, And I'll I'll, I'll throw that at you. you What are some of the things that you do there with other people, whether it's mentors? Now, we talk about coaching a lot. When you're paying a coach, you got to show up and you're paying money. That's accountability. But it hit me about a year ago again. It kind of hit me when Pete Vargas. So you know Pete. He's got Advance Your Reach. We've had him on the show. And he invited me to a prayer group, kind of an online group of guys, influencers, who are all faith-based guys and it was a prayer group. But the point of it was you come, you show up on zoom and there'd be every week there, you know, 10, 15 of us. And the point was you take a a pretty short amount of time. This wasn't a a long monologue that you go on, but you get your shot and you say a praise report and a prayer request, which kind of comes down to Pete's focus of what's working in your life. What's not working. And, the biggest benefit to me was realizing Monday morning, early, before the call came, I got to have something to share. And I realized how great it was because it made me sit there and go, okay, if I'm going to list out this, a prayer to these guys, what do I most want prayer for? Which really generally went to that thing that I was most concerned about. Maybe I was worried about, I was fearful about, there was doubt, whatever it was. It was usually that that type of thing. I mean, I, I could really use prayer great. How great on a Monday morning, that's when we did it to bring my focus to that. And then the same thing of what am I most thankful for right now? What's a praise? What happened? Well, it was a great gratitude exercise. I think the benefit for me was just that it was the accountability of showing up even more so than the actual participation, you know, in the thing. That's something that anybody can do. Anybody listening right now could get a group of people and say, Hey, let's on Mondays at eight o'clock, just to help each other show up And whether it's a praise prayer type thing, or if you want to just say, hey, what's working? What are you grateful for? And what are you concerned about? What's not working this week? And it forces you to know that you're going to have to show up at 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock, whatever for Zoom. And the guys that couldn't make it would still, they were still you know, required somewhat, actually requested to, if you can't show up, at least give us this. And then afterwards, they gave the list. Here's the list of everybody's you know, praise and prayer reports or your what's working, what's not. And they would send that out. I mean, everybody could do that manufacture that so that you've got something to be accountable to because people are probably still number one. And yet that's the hardest one for a lot of people to do. You can make a to-do list, you can make a calendar, but when I've got to show up, Tom, I mean, that's, that's great. We schedule these calls every week. If not, I'd never show up, but here we are. And, uh, has been the most, that's been the best thing for our friendship. I got to show up and do a call with you. Well, we got to chit chat and see what's happening. You know, the accountability from a person is key, but that's the one that as we all know, people have the hardest time facilitating in their
1: lives. Absolutely. And, you know, for everybody listening, the shortcut here to achieving a goal or solving a problem, this is all the research. So you can can follow any uh, expert in this area, but it all boils down to these three things. Whatever it is that you want, whatever the goal or dream you want to achieve, or whatever the big problem is that you want to solve. At Evernorth Health Services... You write it down in detail, you plan it out. That's why the performance planner that we have is so powerful because it goes through that process. Number two, now This performance plan, I'm holding it up.
0: Everybody watching the video, there it is. This is the, actually, wait, hold on, Tom. This is the new one, newish one, 1986, right there. There you go. With, uh, hold on, I I gotta show the, the video folks this. Where is it? With Zig's note to me. Isn't that awesome? Okay, keep going.
1: Yeah. The second thing is you work on them every day. You do something every single day on the goal that you're working towards or the problem you're trying to solve. Now, what is that something? It could be a dedicated you know, time block of 90 minutes. It could be just reviewing that goal and saying, is that still what I want? And it takes you 60 seconds. But your mind is focused on the things that you want to achieve. And the third one we, you just talked about, you have an accountability partner, somebody who wants you to be successful. They, they're on your team, they're on your side. Somebody who's gonna say, hey, Kevin, did you do that? Did you, did you follow up this week? And what's interesting is that when there's an investment or a cost, either way you wanna look at it, you're more likely to follow through. Yeah. That's why if you have a trainer at the gym And the trainer says, hey, you know, if you need to reschedule, as long as you give me the, uh, the, you know, 24 hours, there's no cost. But if you call me up the same day to reschedule, you're paying for the time anyway. Yeah. (laughs) Right? Yeah. You're going to go unless you're just deathly ill. And then a good physical trainer, if they've had a relationship with you for a while, they're going to give you some grace on that, right? But they can tell when... You just didn't get enough sleep, and you don't feel like it, which is a totally different excuse than you, you know you're you, you're just sick and can't get out of bed with something else, right? So those are the those are the things that we've got to understand. Is we've got to write it down in detail, we got to work on it every single day, even if it's just thinking about it, and then having an accountability partner. Now, the given is is that life is going to get in the way. Okay. I mean, it's just going to get in the way. It's There's going to be uh, negative things that happen that push us back. There's going to be positive things that take us in a new direction. And so what we've got to do is have a why that's so linked both emotionally and logically that when the stuff comes up, we do it anyway, right? We might put it aside for a minute while we handle the emergency, but we're coming back to it. That's why we I like to have that combination of what's the vision for my life that I want to grow into. And then what's the pain if I let this slide? And and a lot of times it's let's face it, it's regret. I just don't want to have regret on the things that matter.
0: You know what everybody needs every year? They need a school reunion they have to go to. How many people successfully lose weight for the school reunion, you know, uh, that happens whenever they happen, five, 10 years, you know, but how great is that? Cause they know the motive. And I like that, Tom saying, you know, d- making a deposit on the goal, just to look at it. We had Donald Miller on the show recently, and he talked about that every single day. He looks at his, you know, set of goals, the things he wants to accomplish in his personal life, his business. And he just looks at him, just reviews it. Like you said, 60 seconds. So if that's sticking it up on your mirror uh, just to do that daily review. And you talking about yeah, the uh again accountability. I think it was Ruth Sukup, who we had on the show uh about a year ago, maybe. And I think I'm pretty sure it was her. She said, We were talking about habits, and she says, I know the value of my physical health. I hate exercise. She says, after all these years, I still hate exercise. And the way that she has solved that is she has a personal trainer, like you talked about actually show up at her door. So she's paid this person. They're going to show up at the door. She says plenty of times when she shows up right out of bed in her jammies, but that's what does it for her. Now that's an investment. going to hear that and go, well, I can't afford that. Whatever. Again, the point is figuring out what can you do to make yourself uh, accountable and using that word. I do want to point out, Tom, that when it comes to being accountable to another person, that myself at 50 years old today, I appreciate the benefits of it. I do not inherently like it. I don't want to be accountable to anyone. I don't like authority in my life. I don't like somebody telling me what to do. I don't like admonishment. I don't, I mean, these are admissions, okay? This is is the unhealthy side of Kevin. I realize that, but I realize the benefit. So I put it there, but to all those people who are out there and they kind of, it's not a happy thought to be accountable. Man, I... I get that. Uh, I, I very much get that. Uh, one thing, too, on the, the everyday aspect of that, and I talked about this, Tom. I don't think it was a show we did together. I think it was something else. But, you know, with book writing recently and you had your goal of, what was it, a
1: thousand, page, a thousand words a day for a certain period of time? A thousand words. So I set a 40-day uh, goal Yeah. to write a thousand words a day uh, before I ate anything during the day. Which for me, okay, guys, I'm going to be transparent. I do fine on intermittent fasting or not really having anything until lunch um, anyway. But just the idea that I wasn't going to eat until the thousand words yeah. on paper, that was a pretty good motivator.
0: That's a great motivator.
1: Yeah. And, uh, you know, and I was hoping worst case scenario, I was going to lose a lot of weight right in this book, but, yeah. you know, we were able to write the book and maintain this this, this specimen of physical health. Well,
0: here. hey, that's a that's a win in in my book. I do a lot of those, you know, just going back to triggers and folks. James Clear wrote the book recently, Atomic Habits. It, it is, uh, I'm a It is a bestseller. It's been number two, number three on the New York Times bestseller list for uh, a year. I mean, it's an incredible book. So I st- I went through it, read it. Studied it even as I was preparing for my own book, just to look at how he crafted the book. But man, really good book on habits, on how to make these, your habits more enticing, these things you want to do. So I, I do recommend that. But, so, but on that, Tom, you, know, you doing a thousand words, I really struggle with that. Uh, it's hard for me. It's just again my personality or my you know programming or uh, maybe again I don't know if it's if it's if it's good or bad it doesn't have to be right or wrong but just realizing that is difficult for me to get my head around things to go down the rabbit hole. So I wrote the majority of my book. Now I had pieces. I had the structure of it, but I did gosh seven ten days of about three to five thousand words a day. Well, at the end of it. Both of our publishers are happy because we submitted the book, however we did it. If it was five words a day over a period of five years or whether you did, it, I just read a book. I'm reading a book right now by Frederick Beekner that he said he wrote for the most part over a weekend. Uh, one, of the most, one of my favorite uh, books, The Sacred Journey. Whatever works for you. But if we do look at the stats, so you can try to be the exception. And I would say what I just said about myself is probably more of an exception. I would say the majority of the books that are out there we're done with daily deposits, with writing a bit every day. So look at the best stats. I think we're always best to look at what are the best statistical chances and opportunities, and that's best practices. You're probably best to do that, but also don't feel wrecked if you realize, man, that's difficult for me. And look at, you'll find somebody else who has done it a different way. So I just told you that, you know, that's, I, I do a lot of mine where I'll take a big block of time and really go down the rabbit hole and totally ignore everything else. The point is figuring out, you know, what does it for you? Because when I look at myself, I I feel like, I don't know if this is best to say, Tom, but I feel like with time management and goals management, I feel a little dysfunctional. I feel I really struggle with focus. I think I actually look for reasons to lose focus. I mean, I just like to be spontaneous. I like to do that. But to get out of myself, I've got to figure out how to manage it. So I have a lot of goofy things that I I feel like it's goofy uh, that I do to manage myself. But the point is at the end of the day, if you have managed yourself, the point that the thing that we're all guarding against here and talking to is those who feel frustrated with the lack of managing themselves. So, you know, coming back to this again and looking at what are the things you want to do? As you said a minute ago, Tom, why do you want it? Oh, I, I wanted to say that too on that daily review. So if you've got these goals, you've got these lists, and you're going to take 60 seconds to look at it and say, I want to you know, lose this much weight. I want to make this much money. I want to go on this thing to put next to it, the why so that you're constantly, I want to do this. a Why? Because of this. I want to lose weight. Why? Because the reunion's coming up, whatever it may be, but to put that there. So you're looking at it every day and you get comfortable with it is so powerful. When you get Guilty. It's so easy to just to put it off there. And then the weeks go by, the months go by, and we've all experienced that. And uh, guilt is such an inhibitor, you know, with this.
1: Yeah, you know, that's, we get guilty or in the same token, we think, golly, if I put all my energy into that, whatever that is, what if it's the wrong thing? What if I'm going the wrong direction? What if I should have been putting my time Maybe you've got three good options and, you know, it's kind of a toss up. You're kind of leaning towards one, but somebody else said the middle one and somebody else said the third one, right? You don't, you don't know what to do. Uh, I came up with this little saying and, you know, there's a, I don't know if it's physics or, or whatever the, 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 the description is, but uh, an object in motion is easier to stay in motion and an object that's not in motion is easier to stay not in motion or however however that law is. Well, this is what I've, if if something's on your heart, right? Like, like if you know that you've got this calling or this purpose, something you were designed for, something you want to move towards, but you're sitting there going, golly, that feels selfish. Or, or what if that is the wrong thing or whatever, but still it's kind of echoing there. People say, what do I do? I say, man, you just run at it as fast as you can. And discover what you don't know, because what you discover as you move towards it will, 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 will move the course. And here's, here's the kind of the spiritual idea is that God nudges us, right? He, God, God's, in a, God's amazing. He, he puts, you know, I call him taps on the shoulder or, or <laughs> for me, sometimes it slaps upside the, the head, right? right? <laughs> but here's the thing god's nudges are less painful if you're already in motion yeah Yeah. and so a lot of times we think well better to wait until i get a hundred percent clarity and so we freeze and then we lose the job and now we don't have a choice we got to go get that job we wanted for a year anyway right (laughs) why not move towards it learn everything we can about it so that we're already in motion so that when the nudge comes, it's like, oh, yeah, I'm glad I was already on the way. Yeah.
0: Yep. Yeah, I saw a meme the other day, Tom, and it showed it was uh, kind of a faith based meme. It showed, showed a guy leaning on I think he had a shovel in front of him on the ground. He was just kind of leaning up, kind of resting on it. And it was something to that degree of saying, you know, Hey, God's in this guy's going to help you, but he's not going to pick the shovel up and start digging that hole. You, you know, you've got to do that, which I know can ruffle feathers with people thinking of works and grace and whatnot. But in my experience, yeah, God uh, requires some movement on, on our part. Well, Tom, always a gift, man. Um, folks, thanks for submitting this. I hope this is empowering and equipping For helping you, yeah, if if nothing else, write the goals down, revisit them every day, and I think schedule them and know, know your why. All right, Tom. All right, thank you. Well, there you go. Some ideas to help you take action towards those important, incredibly important, but just not acutely urgent goals, dreams, and desires. You can join these discussions if you want to, and I want to hear from you. Get your feedback. Just find me on Facebook at Agent K Miller. Coming up in episode 899, I bring you a truly inspiring story from Joy Clausen Soto. Joy was going along in life, achieving her goals, becoming a dolphin trainer and a filmmaker. When at age 25, she was diagnosed with Cancer, the really bad kind, and she approached it with this incredibly positive attitude, motivated or inspired, I should say, by Zig Ziglar. And she decided to utilize her love of and expertise with film to document the entire ordeal for this, you know, great outcome she was going to have. But it's not a perfect story. Along the way, she realized the end might not be what she expected, which was living. She did, however, and today she helps kids with cancer through a unique event involving dolphins. But we talk through just the realities of having hope and losing it and persevering anyways. It's just a message truly relevant to all of us, even if we haven't been at death's door like Joy has. Well, till then, thank you as always for letting me walk with you as we inspire our true performance together.